Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cable. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the 16th episode of the second season of Supernatural titled Roadkill. Jamie, what did you think? Well, he certainly looks like Roadkill, doesn't he? <laughs> I think the description uh, from Dean in the episode is, did he look like a guy who lost a fight with a lawnmower? And I was like, that is an apt description, sir. <laughs> he, he certainly looked like he lost a fight with something big and mechanical. <laughs> I think they did the special effects makeup really well on this episode, though. Like, Yeah. Personally, like, I think... It's the right level of, like, goriness versus, like, not just going ham so that it's, like, was that really necessary, you know? like Yeah. This episode I'm interested to talk to you about. Yeah. I think as an episode of Supernatural, it's very unique for mm. a number of reasons. Okay. Um, and especially at this point in the series, like, the last couple of episodes, maybe Tall Tales aside... Um, we've talked a lot about character development and about the forwarding of the plot of like what Sam's going with, with the psychic children plot line and, and these things. And this episode was kind of not about that at all. It, it was a filler episode. Definitely a filler episode. But it was very interesting in its own right. A lot of the previous filler episodes we've had that haven't really forwarded the plot have forwarded the character development. Or vice versa, you know, episodes that haven't really forwarded character development maybe have had more, like, plot. This episode has neither. Like, it's I mean, weird. it has some inherently, but it the, the focus is not really on the character development. The focus is not on forwarding the plot. The focus is almost predominantly on, like, the lore of ghosts, which is a weird thing for us to be establishing, like, sort of mid to end season two, it kind of feels like this episode is like a nothing episode to me. Like, it feels like nothing. Like, I watched the episode and I I don't feel like I inherently know more. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like I learnt nothing in that 40 minutes. I See, I agree with you in terms of the plot and the characters. Yeah. But the actual, like, the concept of ghosts, I think we learn a lot. And I think it's funny that they decided to put this in season two. I feel like it almost feels like the kind of episode where they're like they take the audience by the hand and they like lead them through it feels like this should be switched with like Hookman or something yeah like take a filler episode from season one and and swap it around yeah because it feels like this feels like an introduction to the concept of ghosts yeah like I was watching and like she's asking him as like almost I guess a filler or a stand in for the audience oh like the salt got rid of the ghost and he's like yeah and he explains about the concept of salt and purity yeah. and being like it's the same reason you throw it over your shoulder i don't think they've explicitly explained that before like we knew because i mean i already knew and because of sort of general they just have, like, knowledge salt ghosts. like that's yeah that's it that's their elaboration but i think this is the first time that either sam or dean have actually gone into an explanation as to like why within the lore of this show they use salt you know they just have previously just said, oh, yeah, salt just repels them. Mm. Like, that's kind of the extent we've got. But now we know it's because of this concept of purity and, you know, and it stems from this, you know, belief. And we get quite a lot of this, actually, about ghosts. Like, you know, previously we've talked about, and you've asked as well, mm. what what keeps a ghost somewhere? Because if the remains are burned, you know, and we talked about tethers and it could be an object or a place. Or I think that's why this episode feels like nothing to me. Because, like, we have already filled in the gaps by ourselves. Like, we've already learnt this shit by watching 
the first season and a half. Like, we've already worked out that they use salt on ghosts. To, like, we already know half of this information anyway. Like, it just feels like they're telling us most of this again because we've already done the logical jumps mm. to the conclusions. That's of like, why... You know, the tether can be not just a physical body. It can be a person, a place, an object. Like, we've already done this because we've seen examples of all of this already. Yeah, but I think for me, like, this is the fir- this is the first time that we've got an example of the tether being the actual story. Like, it's it's the night, like, that she died and, like, like her not having closure, I guess, in her own death that keeps her there. And it's also... But it's also not just her that's keeping her there. It's, it's also the other ghost. the other ghost, Creeley. Who's sort of trapping her there. Yeah. Because he is so full of rage mm-hmm. and anger. That he died, yeah. And it's this, this weird... It's a very weird plot for this episode, but I kind of love it. Like, I love this concept of, you know, she doesn't know that she's dead and, you know, she doesn't understand what's going on and, you know, all these things. I think it's very, very interesting for a lot of reasons because we haven't come across yet a ghost who didn't know they were dead, a ghost that wasn't doing malicious things with that intent, you know, this is sort of, or even like in the case of Asylum, you know, the previous like um, patients, patients yeah. you know, they weren't being malicious, but they were certainly moving with intent and were aware of the fact that they were not alive. In this And instance, it's not just that, but not only were they aware that they were dead, they were also like stuck in the patterns they'd been in in life. Like they, they weren't like... The ghost in this episode where it's sort of like she is like fully cognizant of what she's doing. Like while she may not be aware she's dead, yeah, she's still like she's doing new things. Like she's not just sort of mindlessly trying to warn people. Yeah. Like there seems to be some sort of thought process behind her actions. Yeah, it's very interesting. She is the first spirit we've encountered who has appeared, for lack of a better descriptive term, like normal, mm. rational. Yeah. Like every other spirit. Like an actual human. Like she's still yeah. could be alive. Like she's still herself. She hasn't lost herself. Whereas, you know, and we learned in the start of season two when Dean was talking with Tessa the Reaper um, about how, you know, that's how angry spirits are formed. Yeah. You know, they just hang around and eventually they lose themselves. And that's probably also a side effect of her not being an angry spirit. Yeah. Like she, she never got closure, but like... Her, she didn't have the anger that the... Uh, Creeley had. Creeley had, yeah. So it's like she... That's not what's tying her to this place. What's tying her to this place is his anger. Oh, and her it... unresolved um, argument with her husband. Yeah. But her unresolved argument with her husband isn't like a anger thing. It's no, like a regret, regret thing yeah. versus like... I have a question for you. Yes. At what point did you realize she was dead it's pretty late in the episode yeah i I thought they hit it pretty well yeah i think also unlike playthings yeah where they had the dead girl and Mm -hmm. like no one really interacted with her other than the daughter though i do think they held hid that pretty well as well Mm -hmm. because it's only sam and dean on screen the entire time sam dean and the other ghost there is no other person to be weirdly ignoring her. Like, yeah. which is normally, like, the telltale, like, 
sign tip off that they're not actually alive because you know only someone well, can't see them someone yeah. can't see them which is normally like the or they sort of don't like address them directly or anything yes yeah. was there anything that like tipped you off or did you sort of find out with the reveal I, f- I worked it out like maybe a minute before the reveal oh okay like when they sort of like were saying oh when they were saying like oh we have to tell her like in the house and she was like tell me what no, it was slightly after that. It was when they showed her the family and she's like... Oh, so you did it... Like, right as it was the reveal. So just before they told her. Yeah, like, okay. So you probably found out exactly where they expect the audience to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, well, that's quite good then. Because yeah. I thought, watching it, because obviously I knew yeah. going into it. But I was like, okay, if I didn't know, and I was trying to watch it with that in yeah. mind, and I was like, I f- can't remember when I first watched it, at what point I figured it out. Um, and even like watching it back this morning, I was kind of like, well, I can see if I was going to have picked it up before the reveal, it would have been during one of the one-on-one conversations with Sam Mm. because he is, we get sort of like a, I know we sort of talked about counselor Sam in, uh, tall tales, like in the sort of over-exaggeration that Dean replays, Mm. but, uh, this is like a a rerun of counselor Sam, Mm. like, but. Actual, the actual, <laughs> actual counsellor Sam, who's like trying to like therapize a ghost into the afterlife. Yeah, so I realized it just after they killed the other ghost. Oh sure. Because my notes go, the actor who played the ghost really oversold the burning. Yeah. And it immediately goes to a decent twist, and then I mean, Dean's not wrong. Imagine your David and your wife who died twelve years ago shows up randomly. Yeah, yeah. I think um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Speaking of the way that. Creely is burned, mm. right? We've talked before, I think most recently in Houses of the Holy, about sort of the imagery of whether or not a spirit goes to heaven yeah. or hell. In this case, I think it's an, up for an interesting discussion because he seemingly goes to hell and she seemingly goes to heaven. Now, as I, far as I can tell, though, he's never, like, directly killed anybody. Yeah. Because all of the... Deaths. Deaths connected to him as a ghost have been because he's trying to kill her for killing him. Because she's run into traffic. And then they've swerved or whatever and hit a tree. Yeah. And, like, sure, he's the one with the anger, but But he's angry because he got killed in the first place. She literally fucking killed him when she was alive. Exactly. I mean, unintentionally, obviously. And he was Like, it was an accident. And he was standing in the middle of the road not wearing high-vis in the middle of the night on a country road. Which is but, like, bro, not your wisest decision. But no, like, yeah, it's weird. I actually, I didn't, I was planning on bringing that up because, like, yeah, the imagery certainly suggests he is burning in hell and she accepted it and she's going to heaven. the light, yeah. Like, it, I just thought it was very strange because I was thinking, well, yes, she didn't kill him intentionally. And, I mean, none of the deaths that happened I'm not necessarily saying that she shouldn't go to heaven, I'm just saying, like, Maybe it's he really, shouldn't go to hell. It's really weird that he's going to hell, but she's going to heaven. Like, yeah, it just felt so odd to me. And, like, I understand, like, we've never had an instance where they've burned the bones that I can think of, like, up, at least to this point, where they've burned the bones and the soul has gone to heaven. Yeah. Right? But that's usually because they're burning the bones because the spirit is evil. Yes. You know, in this case... Like, I, it, it makes me wonder if burning the bones by default results in the spirit going to hell. Yeah. And because the other interesting thing is they didn't burn the wife. 
They just buried her. And I was like, surely. Which I'm sure was surely, a trip just, and a half for them. It's like reverse grave robbing. Right. Like, normally they're doing the opposite. Before. Like, normally they're digging the bones up, not digging down and put the bones like, in. Like, I was watching it and I was like, surely, just for the sake of covering all your bases, you're just going to salt and burn this lady. Yeah. Just to be sure. Because I had an inkling that maybe the the female ghost was like the wife. Like, oh. so I thought maybe she was a ghost, but I didn't, like, put together the twist of her being the driver early. I was yeah. like, maybe, like, maybe the ghost of the wife is, like, possessing. Sure. Possessing this lady. Yeah. So that she becomes, like, his wife or whatever in the afterlife. Mm. Like, maybe that's what's going on You had here. a much more intricate plot worked out in your head than what the actual case was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I thought maybe, like, when we, when they discover that the wife, Hung herself yeah. because of um, the husband dying. Yeah. I thought maybe it's attached to her ghost. And, like, her ghost has attached itself to Molly. Yeah. And that's why he is, like, she's mine. Like. Oh, yeah, because the she's mine thing doesn't really make. I mean, it makes sense in the sense that he's, like, she's mine to kill. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't make a lot like, of surely sense. Surely he could have written another two words. <laughs> He could have just written die, like, die, Molly, you know. Um, or, like, your fault or something like that. Yeah. Now, I have a couple of questions. Okay. And this I'm never ends well for me. Interesting. No, no, no. It's, it's not, like, a question about, like, predictions or anything like that. Okay. Nothing hard. Well, maybe it is hard. I don't know yet. I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts because this occurred to me when I was watching the episode. Because she doesn't know she's dead. Yeah. Okay. When you're alive, mm. right, as we all have experience with, you can sense things, you can feel things, you can, like, hear things, smell things, taste things, you know, all these, you have all of your senses working to understand the world around you. If you're dead, and you don't technically have, like, a corporeal form, like, you have a form that can, inter- like, she clearly could interact with objects around her, yeah. so I assume she has at least something that's equivalent to the sense of touch, Right, but like at one point they walk. They when they find the hanging corpse yeah. of his wife, Dean walks in and says, "Oh, smells like old lady in here." Mm-hmm. Right? Can she smell? Can the ghost smell? Because theoretically, she doesn't have like olfactory senses. Like no odorants are getting caught in her nasal mucus because she doesn't have any. If she's breathing, it's performative. So. I guess my question is, can ghosts smell slash taste? Because they don't need to breathe. I would say no. Well, see, I would say no, but then don't you think that that would clue her in? But then again, do you really notice if you're smelling anything unless there's something particularly, like, strong? You would be shocked how much you notice when you can't smell. I had a sinus infection for, like, a period of six to eight weeks. It was horrible. Every single thing I smelled smelled like sweaty onions. It was... Horrible. I either couldn't smell anything, or I could smell something and it smelled like sweaty onions. It was. But she can't just. She just can't smell anything. Yeah, but you'd be shocked. Like if, like that's the thing. I would smell one thing and smell nothing. She comes alive for like six hours, one night a year, and that would and she's traumatized that whole time. Sure, but also, I think you just wouldn't notice. Oh, I think. I think you would. I think you'd be surprised. And you wouldn't be able to taste it. But also, you got to remember, she, she, like, her night starts with the argument in the car. 
and then crashing into the yeah the farmer and then the tree and then the tree she may put down not being able to smell just to the accident because she hits her head so i mean i guess so which would disorientate her yeah i was just like interested to see what you thought because i'm like she like what what is a ghost i know we've sort of been here before but like, but also when you're in denial, you're not gonna acknowledge things that contradict what true, you're in denial. True, that's about, a good you know? point. Yeah, like, people will just override the reality and substitute their own. Mm. Hashtag Aaron Savage, <laughs> Mythbusters. We respect. Um, to be fair, though, that's actually not a quote from him. Oh, it's somebody else's quote that he liked so much that he decided to. That's the that's I that's where I got the quote from. So that's who I'm gonna credit. If he got it from somewhere else. Credit to them, I guess, but I don't know who they are, so. I think it's a book or a movie. Probably. That's where people tend to get quotes from. Piece of media. Mmm. I love a good piece of media. Like a fictional piece of media, not like a biography <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, and actually, on the concept of spirits or people, just in general, disregarding their reality, mm. uh, Sam has a great quote about how some spirits only see what they want to. Mm. And that's, I think, when he's like, it's one of those moments where it's like gently suggesting to the audience that like something's off about this yeah. lady. Um, and it's obviously Sam sort of trying to like test the waters to see if she's open to that kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting concept because it raises this idea that like when we're watching the show, like we see the spirit and we see it interacting with its surroundings and the people around it. But that's not necessarily what the spirit is seeing. Yeah. Like, that's not necessarily the experience that it's having. And, like, I thought that was a really fascinating take. And, like, something that's really interesting to both look f- like look for in the future, but also, like, retrospectively, mm. you know? Like, I don't know. This is what I was saying when I, like, I think it's actually a really interesting episode, but you have to really, like, clue in on the fact, like, that we're getting a lot of lore about ghosts that doesn't necessarily change anything, but does open up, like, a lot of possibilities. Look... I'm sure they gave us a lot of information about the lore of ghosts, but, like, it didn't feel like a lot of information about the lore of ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of felt like shit that we'd already sort of, like, deduced. And it's like, this is our reasoning behind this being the lore. You know, like, Mm. it felt like just, like, extra information that wasn't really relevant to the actual show. Like, it didn't feel like the sort of information that was going to be, like, revolutionary ground right like we already knew that they didn't really know where they're sending the ghost to when they killed them. like we know that for them the purpose is to kill the ghost so they can stop hurting people like yeah it's it's not a revolutionary concept that they don't know where they're sent. like nothing in this episode really foundationally changed my beliefs or like made it feel like you know like a puzzle piece sliding into place and like completing the picture and being like Oh, yeah. this all makes, like, all, like, with this extra piece of information, like, suddenly everything clicks, like, everything lights, lines up, like, makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, this didn't really feel like that. It sort of, like, I don't know. It, it felt like we already had most of this information and they just decided to put it all in one episode. Yeah, I think for me, like, I find it interesting because I've, they open up some extra, like, concepts. Like, again, we, we were talking about recently about how, they're leaving a lot of things sort of open-ended so they can pick it up, like, later if they wanted to. I think this is another thing where it's leaving it intentionally open-ended allows the audience to sort of fill in those blanks a little bit more again, you know? But also, like, 
I mean, like, I was watching this episode and I was like, huh, I've never thought about it. But, like, can ghosts smell? Like, how is she interpreting, like, her surroundings? Like, are her senses dulled? Are they heightened? Does she even have all of them? She clearly has vision. She's clearly able to physically touch objects. So I assume she can at least sense pressure, you know, if not, like, the full sense of touch. But then, yeah, it's the question, like, can she smell? Can she taste? If she tried to ingest something... Would it just go into her mouth and fall down to the floor because she's essentially empty or like because she can like pick things up, would her ghost form hold it in the position it would have if she would like if she was to swallow something, would her ghost form hold that in her ghost stomach location? Do you know what I mean? Well, because she can pick stuff up and move it around. She clearly has a corporeal form. Yeah. So she could technically hold something within her. Theoretically, but it's like, does she, because like, if she is intentionally picking something up, because the thing is like ghosts, usually it takes them energy. Like they, they have to focus on like controlling that stuff. Clearly for some reason, she's just able to do it. Maybe I think because of her being sort of stuck in that loop and not knowing she's dead, but like, it's intentional. Like she picks something up, it's intentional. But if you put something in you and it's like going through your body, usually that's by like peristalsis, which is not something that you can control. It's like an auto thing from your body. So if your body isn't really functioning anymore, I guess I just want to know if she puts something in her mouth and swallowed it, would it fall to the floor or would it sit in her fake stomach? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Look, this episode did not give us that answer. <laughs> but you see why it, like, it's opened up avenues. I've never considered this port of thought before. I recognise it's probably not a normal thing to think about. It's always been a possibility. Just because you've never thought about it before doesn't mean that this episode gave you special, like, It triggered me to think about it. It triggered me to think about it. Look, one thing I will talk about now, because I think we should move on from whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we've talked about that one before. It's always a weird (laughs) time. Sorry, it's always my fault. (laughs) Um, There's the one scene where they're in the hut. And, like, they're discussing it and they're having, like... First of all, Sam and Dean have a private conversation... I know. ...in the earshot of the one other person... like, five metres, yeah. <laughs> ...that they're talking about and trying to... Now that we know from the reveal, she is not alive. Like, they're having this conversation. So I was like, uh, yeah, but no, they... First of all, they have that conversation, which is just, like... It's fucking talking about credit card scams in the street I, I know. over again. <laughs> but then, literally... Like, not even one second before, like, the ghost crashes through and grabs her through the window. I say, I literally said out loud, really? Right next to the window? Yeah. Like, that's a bad (laughs) idea. Like, it did not surprise me at all. I'm standing there watching her. Like, you were getting hunted by a ghost. Yeah. And you're going to stand right next to a window. Hunted by anything. Yeah. If anyone is following you at any point, it's like, it's... It's like if they were doing, like, a lock-in drill and you were like, I know, I'll go stand with my back facing the window. Like, this is the dumbest possible position. And then they're, like, when they're leaving the hut, right? Mm. Not in this scene because she obviously got kidnapped in that scene. But in another scene, they're, like, walking from one location to another. And Sam says, like, make sure, like, stay with me. And she's like, okay. And then, like, 0.2 seconds later, she turns around and walks the other fucking direction. Sam doesn't notice, probably because he can't hear her because she doesn't make noise because she's a fucking ghost. But, like, <laughs> it's like, bro, you just, just agreed to stay with him. And then you're like, mm, actually, no. That shit. That shit. 
But yeah, no, I, I literally, like, not even 10 seconds before that, like, before she gets pulled through the window, yeah. I literally, like, I physically said out loud <laughs> to myself, like, really? Right next to the window? Like, that's where you're going to fucking stand? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even lying. That's the worst thing. Oh, God. I know. I think this episode had a, a lot of interesting choices. For example, speaking of windows, when they take her to see David. Yeah. I, I thought that was quite a sad scene, to be honest. Like, I, you know, the concept of her having to watch her husband, not only in a context that she doesn't recognise, but also be 15 years older, so she barely recognises him at all. Um, you know, also interacting with another, like, another woman, you know, clearly, yeah. you know. He's moved on, but it's also been 15, 15 years, years, so it's fair enough. It's not like it's... It's not particularly, like... It's not like it was, like, six months later. No. You know? And so she has to sort of see him in this life. And, like, of course, for her, no time has passed. Like, it's so fresh for her. And, like, all she wants, obviously, is to go and tell her husband that she's sorry and that she loves him. And they, as you said earlier, Dean makes a great point of, like, you will fuck him up forever. You cannot do that. You know? And it's like, yeah, you're right. Can you imagine... If you were just vibing and, like, someone that you thought was dead for over a decade just waltzed into your fucking house and was like, hey, honey, just wanted to say I love you and I'm sorry that I got us in that accident. Also, have fun with your new wife. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't have that happen. Yeah. I think that would have been a very funny scene. But also, like... (laughs) But I was like, how the fuck do you react if you're David in that scene? I think the funniest part is not what his reaction would have been, but what his new wife's reaction would have been. Because if it was just him who saw her, yeah, and then he had some kind of break, like you know, obviously you'd. If it was me, I would lose my shit. Obviously, you know, it's not just him. Like if he then went and said to his wife, "Oh my god, I just saw my dead like wife before you." You know, I and she he she'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Oh my god, like thinking that he's like hallucinating or something. Yeah. But if she walks into the room... And they both see <laughs> And obviously, like, she just, never met the wife. Like, Yeah, but, like, surely, like... Because when they say, like, the name of the wife, because I'm pretty sure they do, like, that's his wife, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure that... Surely if she recognised the name, she'd be like, he married who? Yeah. Like, he, like, so, like, obviously it's a lady who, like, never... She never met. Like, she yeah. didn't know them. Like... Or, but, like, can you... Because she would have... So, the new wife, whatever yeah. her name was. Um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I do give her a name, though. So. I have no idea. But, like, if she'd walked into that room... Okay, like, I'm just trying to paint this scene in my head. I'm Molly. Um, My ex-husband, I guess, is... David, I don't have an ex-husband. Theoretically, my ex-husband is David. Okay, yeah. And my ex-husband's new wife, let's call her Michelle. That seems like an appropriate name. Um, You know, I walk in, I'm like, oh my God, David. He's like, faint, right? And then <laughs> Michelle walks in and it's just me, like standing there sobbing probably david's unconscious this woman like freaks out is like i'm gonna call the police on what a ghost like can you imagine like she throws a glass at her it just goes straight through me like (laughs) can you imagine just the and like she's probably seen pictures of david's first wife you know i i realized i tried to paint like an image of me being the ghost and like i 
it did yeah. work very well. I hope you, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Look, the point is, I just think it would have been, you're right, it would have been fucking comical to see the reactions. Yeah. Uh, my point, I guess, kind of is that, my original point, which is why I was bringing this up, is that they bring her to the front garden mm. and they just stand in the front garden with her and they look through the big windows of the house. There is nothing obscuring the view of the people inside looking out. So there's just these two random men <laughs> who look like they've just gone 12 rounds with a tree, right? Cut all over, covered in fucking mud. And your dead first wife standing on your front lawn, just looking in your window while you're making a cup of tea and saying goodnight to your now wife. Like, are you telling me that if you were standing in your front room, just hanging out, and there were three grown people standing on your front lawn, looking in your window, you would not notice? I mean, I guess it depends how dark it is outside. I mean, it's pretty well lit. Yes, probably the best well lit, like the best lit thing of the entire fucking episode. Actually, here's a fucking question. I'm sorry, I'm just realizing I have a lot of questions about okay, this episode. Yeah. Same scene, right? Yeah. Dean, right before they defeat Creeley, I think. Yeah. Mentions that they only have about two hours left before sunrise. Yeah. Right, and the concept is that they don't have like once the sun rises, they have to wait another year to come back. Yeah. So when they take Molly to see David. It kind of looks like they're getting ready for bed. Yeah! You're right! <laughs> Maybe it's meant to be like first thing in the morning when they've just woken I mean, up. I guess so, but the sun isn't even up yet. Which would make it, what, like 4am? Maybe they're morning people? Yeah, but 4am's a bit much for both people to be up and awake. And he's already got the paper. I always Maybe assumed, it's yesterday's paper? I always assumed they were going to bed. And it's just now occurred to me that that would be insane. I mean, I go to bed at 4am sometimes. That hurts me. Though, to be fair, though, if it's like, they said it was what, September 12th? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, something 1992. I think, I feel like September, it was September wouldn't... Because depending on the season, the sun rises at a different time. Let's find Cause out. Because if it's like mid-year, like May to August, the sun doesn't rise until like... 7.38 anyway. So then it'd be more like 6am, which is like a normal human being time to get up. They usually try and talk about the dates during the episode as being roughly the same as the date that it's coming out so that it feels like you're watching it in real time. Yeah. And they dated it as 2007. I, I'll check what day. The... If it was in September, then it would have been in September. But September would have been, like, it would have, the start of the episode would have aired in September. Mm. Um, so let's have a look. Usually the finale is, like, May. 12.50 a.m. February 22nd. So, yeah. So if it aired in March, that makes about, that makes sense. Okay. So February. No, that would be right. No, that would be the middle of their winter. So, no, that makes perfect sense. So I'm forgetting their seasons are flipped. So February is winter. But if it's the middle of their winter, then why is it bright at 4 a.m.? No, it's the end of the... Sorry, it's more like the end of the winter. So, like, December, January, February are their winter months. So, February 22nd is just going into... Spring. spring. So, 
But surely, like, daylight savings doesn't kick in until you're getting into summer, which would be, like, another three months from then. But they don't really have daylight savings. Yeah, they do. I know, because people complain about it all the time on my Tumblr. It's very confusing, because we get Different our, states get different daylight our, savings. Our daylight savings kick in, and I'm like, oh, it's bright at 9.30 at night. And I go online, and everyone's bitching about how it's dark at 5pm. I'm like, we clearly live in different places. <laughs> but no, either way, February is winter, and winter means shorter days, which means the sun rises later and the sun sets, like, like earlier. So there's a good chance that if it's, like, the end of winter, the sun... Oh, okay, so it could be 6 a.m. Like, it could be 6 a.m. It could be okay. a normal people... Like It, it's it could not... be a normal people time. <laughs> They're not, like, up at 3, yeah. No, it's not like a 4 a.m., like... Not a 4 a.m. coffee with the wife. No. Okay, so I'm trying to find what state they're in so I can figure out what time the sun should have risen, because apparently I care that much. And um, there's a little note... Um, No, because the sun's rising as, like, she walks into the light. Yeah, but my point is, what time is that? About 6.30 in the morning, according to this. This is based on if they were in, like, New York. Okay. I was trying to find out where they were so I could figure it out. But apparently, someone's made a really good point that neither of us picked up on. Which is? On this website, which is, where am I looking? I'm looking at, oh, it's IMDb. Yeah. So, (laughs) no one found the wife's body, like, the hanging wife. So how the fuck was their furniture placed in front of the single entrance into that room? Because she went into the room, she pulled the dresser in, and then the door opens to the inside. She then closed and locked the door from the inside, and then she hung herself. I, I mean, maybe? But, like, that seems like a lot of fucking effort to go to. Maybe there's another entrance into the room? I don't know. Look, I'm just reading from IMDb. It says, no one found the wife's body or went to the house after she killed herself, so there couldn't be furniture in front of the single access to the room. That's assuming it's single access to the room. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going with IMDb. You can take it up with IMDb. I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, so about 6.30 in the morning. Heck you do. Just afterwards. And they're yeah. just getting ready for the day. Okay, so they're like normal people then. Not yeah. like psychotic. Like, psychotic. I still think they're vaguely psychotic because who the fuck is awake at 6 a.m.? Like, <laughs> Me. Okay, moving on. God, that took so long. <laughs> Did you catch the multiple pop culture references in this episode? I'm sure I caught some of them. There's usually a few. You're looking at me like maybe there was a specific one I should have. You're waggling your eyebrows like there's there no tomorrow. There were two that I think you should have caught. Okay, I... I don't think you caught either I've, of them, though. Nothing's popping into mind. I may have noticed at the time and then just immediately forgot them. Okay, so you didn't spot any... He said he said J. Love Hewitt again. Yes. Which I, I, I was like, oh, is that the thing? Ghost? No, not Ghost. Ghost, ghost Whisperer. Whisper. Yeah. Yeah. And you only know that because I pointed it mm-hmm. out to you the first time he made the asylum. Yeah, <laughs> because here's the thing: there's actually the reason I'm like, did you notice these jokes? Is because they are both jokes that they have made before. Oh, I definitely noticed the Jennifer Love Hewitt one. Yeah, uh, nothing else is springing to mind. The Haley Osmond joke. I remember it, but I straight over my head. So it is a joke based on the Sixth Sense. Oh, yes. that would have been so a tip So he off. was the kid who played mm. the kid in Sixth Sense, which of course is a movie about a kid who can see ghosts. Yeah. It comes and with the famous line, I see dead people. Yeah, and also the guy he's talking to is a ghost who doesn't know he's dead. So yes. that is a fun little... Yes. Uh, but no, so the more you know, like I was like, oh, and they've actually made basically those exact jokes 
previously. Mm. Yeah. More to do with Sam's psychicness, usually. Yes. But yes. Yes. Huh. Though I think the Patricia Arquette jokes they make are more accurate to <laughs> Sam's psychicness. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of their music choices this episode. Okay. Did you notice it at all? I really liked the song that they chose, the name of which I know but is escaping me, um, Rising Sun. Um, yeah, no, that's not the music The song that they about. use in the car, like, it's the one that's playing when she dies, and they use it a few times through the episode, and it usually comes up whenever Creeley's about to appear and, like, do something terrible. I really like that song. Like, as a song, and I, for the love of... No, I'm talking about the very generic feeling, like, tense action music that they put behind every Oh, no, I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> really? It was so goddamn loud. To be I fair, like, I... Well, I am a crazy person who gets up at six o'clock in the morning, and so I was watching these episodes in my lounge room, and my two roommates have bedrooms that share a wall with the lounge room. So I was watching the TV very quietly with the captions on. So, to be honest, uh, the the music might have been particularly terrible this episode, and I would have no idea. (laughs) It was just me hanging out with my dog, very quietly watching television. (laughs) But no, legitimately, it was so loud, and like, it just felt so generic. Like, it's like... Look, I would not be surprised if I heard that song in another TV show, like, at all. Like, it, I mean, they do tend to, like, most programs and stuff you'll reuse, find. Because like, it's, like, what's royalty-free? But this, like, it felt so, so goddamn generic. Like, so, like, it didn't feel like it fit this properly because it was so generic. It was, like, it had none of the creepiness to it. It was just, like, oh, this is a tension, mm. like fight scene sort of vibe versus, like, oh, they're the usual creep a factor. creepy ghost-like sort of vibe. Yeah. Although, I guess, like, honestly, not a lot of, like, focus was put on the actual, like, I want to say, like, the actual ghost, like, on Creeley's ghost, like, because he wasn't really the point of the plot, I guess. So, like, I understand, like, not putting a lot of emphasis on, like, the creepiness of him because it wasn't really about the creepiness of him. It was about... But they really focused on the creepiness of the locations, though, so it's... True, true. Sort of weird that they'd put in that much effort in the... Creepy cabin in the woods. Yeah, but not put in any effort towards the creepiness, really. Mm. Like, again, like, I'm just thinking of, like, a lot of the information that they gave us about ghosts in this episode, like, you know, they're necessarily... They weren't necessarily evil per- people when they were humans and alive. Mm. Like, we already knew that. Yeah. We've already been told that. Like, didn't... Really, it um, this episode, while I enjoyed it as an episode, it like it did feel like it gave me nothing. I do love um the scene where Dean tells Sam, like, you know, you're like in a walking encyclopedia of weirdness, and Sam's like, oh, Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's like this long suffering, like, at least he's self aware about it. Like, <sighs> at the first half of the episode, when she's like, Where's my car? Where's my car? I thought to myself, Bob's finally done his job. Do you think Bob could disappear uh, in an entire car and a husband? Look, considering like, Bob hasn't really been doing shit all for the last <laughs> for the last season. Maybe um, he's on holiday. Did you consider maybe that? He, maybe he went on long service leave. <laughs> or maybe they pulled him out of retirement. Maybe this is his, like, I mean, what happens once a year? Maybe yeah. it's his annual. Yeah. Like, maybe once a year he comes out of retirement to do this one but job. Wait, wait, if she's a ghost. Yeah. Does that mean it's also a ghost car? Is this a second instance Ooh. of ghost cars? 
Is that a possibility? Because I know it's not a sentient car. But, like, and I'm not meaning to, I mean, like, chronologically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. But, like. Because that would be new, new ghost law. Because we've had cars that are the yeah. embodiment of the spirit or whatever. So, but this is just, like, a functional ghost car. Here's the thing, right? Because, obviously, like, sh- Sam makes the point to her where he says that spirits will see what they want. Yeah. But does everyone else see it? Yeah. Because is she, like, projecting it like the trickster? Yeah. Or is it just, like, she can see it in her mind and no one else can? Yeah. Like, is it an object, like, would Dean or Sam just, like, walk straight through the car and she'd be like, what the fuck is just Or happened? is it, like, a ghost-only car? Or would she see them walk around the car, yeah. even though in reality they would have walked straight through it? You know? Yeah. Like, is she... Like, in denial so much that she wouldn't... Like, logically yeah. her brain couldn't accept... Yeah, and like the, the ghost car, car, the car is an object that she interacts with. Yeah, but it's not like a manifestation of herself, like it is in Route Six Six Six. Yeah, but then again, she also has like the husband, but the husband's not dead, so it's not the husband's ghost. Yeah, I guess she can't really project her husband because that would be her, like, creating another person. Like if it's if it is a figment of her imagination, she wouldn't really be able to project him because he would not be able to speak to her. Yeah. Because it would just be like her thoughts speaking back to her, if you know what I mean. But then again, like she's just just... living the same night over and over again. So like So he just say like the last thing she ever heard him say, just like on repeat. Like it's the only sentence he knows, like one of those like pull ring toys. Yeah, like because as far as I can tell, he's not, like, having a conversation with her. Like, he's having the same conversation he had with her the night they died. Actually, okay, so at the time that we're recording this, it's around about Thanksgiving in America, and so I've seen a lot of posts about people complaining about needing to see their families for the holidays. And I saw a TikTok where someone said a fun game to play with your family if you don't like them is to pick, like, three short phrases, like, personally. Just pick them. Don't tell them to anyone. And then just play a game with yourself where you're only allowed to respond with any of those three phrases anytime anyone says anything to you. And you just have to wait and see if someone, anyone notices. Like you you have a full conversation with someone, but you're only allowed to use those three phrases. So you might have like a phrase that's like in agreeance, a phrase that's like in disagreeance, and like a neutral phrase. And they're the only three you're allowed to use. <laughs> so like... And you just like just wait and see, and I'm just imagining like him like like having a toy that only has like four set phrases, and he just like spits one out. Do you reckon if they had done that in the episode, how long would it have taken us as the audience to figure out that he was only saying a combination of the same four things over and over and over again? Yeah, if the husband had continued with like the wife, or, like yeah, if she yeah. had created him as like a figment yeah. of her, and he didn't just go missing, like because basically she, like they crashed the car, she gets out of the car, she is unhurt, etc. She walks up to the road. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Like, we were in an accident. Like, you yeah. got to help me. She takes them back down to where the car should be and the car and the husband are gone. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's all. Like, we yeah. only see the husband basically in her memory. Yeah, because the husband isn't even in, like, when so, she wakes up. 
then it's the question of does the first scene happen every year or is it just she wakes up in the crashed car every year oh, and that's, that's where a good it starts. Point. And then the other scene is just like her memory, like yeah. her filling in the blanks of what happened to get there. Huh. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess the thing is, um, so they report a, like a car accident basically every year yeah. on the anniversary, but they always only talk about the car accidents caused by her. Yeah. I guess maybe if she was projecting the car accident again and again and again, there could maybe be a witness at some point. Yeah. So I would suggest that it's probably she just wakes up mm. and, like, she just, like, has the memory. Mm. That would be my best guess. And, like, the car accidents that get reported each year are just, like, people... The actual the... people who are swerving because of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, um, some of them might see the car or something in the... Hit the tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, but, yes. In no. the first part of the the loop. No, I've never thought about the car, to be honest with you. I want to ask you, though. Yeah. They do the burning effect again on yeah. Creeley. Uh-huh. Has the effect somehow got worse again? I thought that, too, when I watched it. I was like, this seems... Less good than last time we saw it. And even, like, the trickster in the last episode. That, like, wavy, like, almost blue flame effect they use for him. Yeah. I thought very effective. Yeah. But in this one, it's, like, ten steps back. And I don't know why. I don't think... Look, I think the actor who played Creeley did really well when he was just sort of being a menacing ghost. Yeah. But, like, the The scene where he's dying, I was a bit like... <laughs> like a live reenactment. You're like welcome. that was that was a, a lot and it was kind of unnecessary feeling. Like it just it seemed like he got told you have to do this and he was like, Oh, I'm going like balls to the wall and doing it all. <laughs> but it just it felt like too much. Almost, yeah. You know, like like kudos to him for committing to the role. But like <laughs> it, it just yeah, it felt a bit odd. I think also they chose to film it from like a low angle. Which kind of made him look like one of those, like, <gasps> inflatable tubey men with, like, the waggly arms who, like, flop around at car sales, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did feel a little bit like that. Mm. Like, I I just, it feels like it got worse. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it feels like it got worse. Oh, I just had another thought. Yeah. Thinking about her projection. Yeah. So, she's a ghost. Yeah. She doesn't have blood. Yeah. When he's torturing her, yeah. she's bleeding. Yeah. Is she just like, do you ever, when you dream? Can ghosts hurt each other? That's the question here, really. Do you, do you remember your dreams? I think. Sometimes. So. Very rarely. When I dream. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I usually am aware that I'm in a dream because okay. I recognize when things happen that would not happen in real life. Like I dream like hyper-realistically. So if something happens where I'm like, that's not what should be happening. Like, okay, so if I'm about to have a nightmare, like if okay. something, something's like, something terrible has happened and I'm like, oh my God, I'm panicking. I'm like, wait, I would just go to the hospital. Like, yeah. so I'll just call an ambulance. And if then I'm, I'm stabbed, I'm not going to be yeah. sitting here panicking. And so like, if I'm having a dream where my roommate has like hit her head and like passed out or something, in like a normal dream, like it might just take control and you just spiral yeah. into the thing. In my, in my dreams, that's at the point where I'm like, oh... I need to call an ambulance. Like, I literally had a dream last night where I was in a shopping center and I was like, I'm not wearing a mask. And so I fa- I pulled, like, in that moment, I was like, I should be wearing a mask. And I pulled a mask out of my pocket and I put it on in my dream. Like, that's just, I'm just aware of these things. 
And so if I'm I just the- love that your version of like a panic dream is like I was at a shopping centre <laughs> and I wasn't wearing a mask <laughs> and um, <laughs> that pandemic life. Um, but yeah, so I will be in a dream and I'll just be like, oh, that's not what would happen. This is what would happen. And as I have that like realisation, the dream like fixes, like it corrects, right, yeah. to what it would realistically be. And so I'm wondering if for her – it's a similar experience of being a spirit where like he's like carving a cut into her skin and she's like, why is my skin not cutting bleeding? It should be like, I should be bleeding. Yeah. And so like, she like s- sort of subconsciously, like she, she's like, I'm getting cut. That. I will bleed. Yeah. Because like, if that happened to me in a dream, yeah. I would be like, I, I should be bleeding. And yeah. then I would start bleeding, yeah. you know, or um, similarly with like the husband thinking about having like maybe only one, or two like phrases if i'm dreaming though people often say you can't read in dreams that's a lie i can read in my dreams like i can tell the time people always say you can you can't tell time in your dreams i can always fucking read clocks in my dream i've tried it but so what happens for me is if i'm in a dream and i'm conscious enough that i'm like oh i can make a decision i will find i try i go find books because i want to test reading in my dream okay yeah and I can... That's a totally normal reaction. Though. Yes. I know. Normal and sane. And I can always read the title of the book. And then when I open it, I can read the first sentence. But if I try and read beyond that, it is just the same sentence repeated over and over and over again, no matter where I look in the book. So it's... In my brain, I'm wondering if, like, maybe it's the same as her being, like, mostly asleep. But she's, like, conscious enough that she's like, oh... Like, I should have dirt on my appearance now because I've fallen in the mud. Or, like, I should should be bleeding here. Because, yeah, she doesn't have a body. She's a fucking ghost. Like, he's not actually impacting her. It's ghost on ghost torture. Like, nothing is... Ghost on ghost violence. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like, he can't technically, like, hurt her. She just knows that what he's doing should be causing her pain. And so then it does. Do you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. It's like psychosomatic. Yeah. I don't know if, like, that makes sense with my, like, dream explanation. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe that's, It would have made sense without your dream explanation. (laughs) Sorry. That's that's how I was rationalizing it to myself, but... All right. I think it's time for my PSA this week. Way to round out the episode. Yeah. Do do you know what it is? It's at the end of the episode. (laughs) got no fucking idea what your PSA is going to be for this episode. Wear a seatbelt. Don't distract someone while they're driving. Bingo! (laughs) Don't drive while distracted. You're just asking to die. Mm. Or kill somebody else. You've had a lot of safety driving PSAs. No, this is only my second. My first was in the first episode Was the driving on the phone. I felt like we did a drink driving one at some point. Or like seatbelts at some point. Maybe we just had a tangent about those. I think seatbelts was on the season one finale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they get hit by the truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, uh, but yeah, so don't drive while distracted. It's got to get someone hurt. Driving is a serious fucking thing. Yes. Please be responsible on the road. Yes, I agree. I don't think that needs any further analogy. I think that stands alone. Wow. Unlike Supernatural. <laughs> um, okay, I think that just about does it for today. You don't have anything else? I am all tapped out. Cool. Oh, I will say, though, I used to think Secret Doors were really cool, and now I've been watching Supernatural and Secret Doors are really creepy. Forever changed my perspective on Secret Doors. So you're glad now you don't have any Secret Doors in your house? Yeah. 
in that case, that just yeah. about does it for today. Jamie, how would you rate Roadkill out of five? I'm going to give it a three out of five. Wasn't a good episode, wasn't a bad episode, pretty middle of the road. Yeah. Felt like a bit of a nothing episode, but like it had such a nice twist that I can't give it like a bad grade, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. I think that's fair. I, I also think it's a pretty middle of the road episode. Um, the next episode, episode 17, is called Heart. Do you have any predictions about Heart? Ooh, I don't think it's going to be this, but I think this is a really fun concept for an episode. Okay. Someone dies in like a horrific car accident, right? Sure. But they're an organ donor and their heart gets donated to somebody else and then they haunt the person who got the heart. Huh, so like um, organ donation hauntings. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I think like that's... That's, that's what I would concept. do with the title, like, Heart. And I think yeah. that would be a really fun episode, but I don't think that's what they're going to do, and I don't have a specific guess. <laughs> have that okay. for your brain. Perfect. I love that. Um, I guess you'll just have to wait and see. So in that case, I think that just about does it. Um, if you would like to interact with us any further, you can always hit us up on our social medias. You can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPixPod. Personally, I think you should send her some... I don't know, reactions to how you would feel if your dead spouse of 15 years randomly walked into your kitchen like, sup? Um, When you're getting ready with your wife in the morning. When you're getting ready with your new wife in the morning, yeah. And if you want to interact with Beth at all, you can find her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. (laughs) And I really think, like, you should, if you haven't tried to read in your dreams before, try it. (laughs) Tell her what happens. Yes, please. I would love to hear it. Last week we did some scientific research. Let's do some more. (gasps) Yes. Like, scientific like i want to know what happens when you try to read in your dreams can you read and can you tell the time because apparently you're not supposed to be able to and i always can so i don't know if i'm in like maybe you're like lucid dreaming or some shit uh well maybe because i can make decisions in my dreams because that's the whole point like i think about something and then i can just have it so who knows maybe you're a god maybe (laughs) maybe i am god All right. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy and hopefully we'll have you back next week. Bye. Bye.